So, of course, tonight's subject is mental health, my um, my therapy journey, my depression from uh, from 2018, dealing with the transition of my mother. So, just going to talk a little bit about that tonight and how um, important I feel therapy is. Uh, if you have some things going on with you, you can go ahead and work them out, but Feel free to ask me questions, any questions that you want to ask. Um, I'm going to answer them, truthfully as I can. So, um, when I noticed the change, I would say it had to be ooh, September of 2018. My mother passed away in July of 2018, and I was actually on vacation with my love. And in New York, great trip, U.S. Open, but I was off. I knew I was off. I was having a good time, but I wasn't. I wasn't present, and that's not like me. Not to just be, hey, I'm here. I'm going to enjoy this. This is what I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I wasn't present, and I was in a little funk. So I was like, well, okay. Well, yeah, I just lost a very pivotal and important person in my life. Um, So you expect to be a little off. That's just what happens. But it was different because usually I feel that I'm pretty positive. um, And I hold myself accountable for things. And I don't, I'm not the Debbie Downer, as they say. Uh, So... I knew something was different. I knew something was really different. So that's when um, I was like, okay, I need to get some help. But I, I put it off. 2019 comes. It's up and down. Sometimes I'm depressed. Sometimes I'm not. It's up and down. It's cool. I'm, I'm coping that I'm thinking. I'm dealing with it. And then 2020. Uh, 2020 was huge. Um, it was a huge shift in all of my relationships. Um, all of my loved ones. I wasn't as engaged anymore. Uh, I lost nine people close to me that year. Um, and work was stressful because I still was on the workforce. I still was trying to help this company create uh, anybody tester for COVID. So that was stressful because I had to see 60-something people during the height of COVID. And, of course, we didn't know all the information that we know now. So I was really um, nervous about getting the people who I love sick close to me because I know I was exposed every day. So it wasn't a day that didn't go by, except for maybe the weekend, that I wasn't exposed for a period of almost two months. So that was that created a, a crippling anxiety sometimes. Like it was so bad some mornings that I'd be driving to work and I get to work and I just sit in my car for a little bit because um, I. Just didn't want to go into the building, but then again, I I knew I also needed to work, so that was um that was something that I 
I had to deal with. So what I did during that time, that period to help with the anxiety was I actually, um, I started running every day, about a 5k every day. And I ended up losing like 90 pounds. I got very, very, for me, I got very, very small, but that was my coping mechanism. So I did want to lose weight. Um, but I, I felt weak and fragile because I felt I lost it. I don't want to say too quickly, but I didn't have a real strong, uh, foundation and, and weights. It was more cardio. So I felt like, yeah, if I could, when you do that, you can be, you can get injured very quickly. So that was my coping mechanism mechanism. And again, I thought I was doing okay because I was feeling good. I was looking good, but I still, my relationships with my loved ones was not good. Um, they was manageable and you don't want to be in a state of being manageable, but it was manageable. Um, and then in October, I got into a car accident. Um, on, um, I know I remember I was going to go vote early. The line was too long and I actually just, the light I thought was green. It was red and I rolled into traffic and I got hit, got banged up. I hurt my leg and that kind of spiraled. That made me go into a real deep depression because I took my coping mechanism away, which was running. So now I couldn't even run. I could barely walk downstairs on the leg. Um, so that kind of, that process really took me down, really made me, um, made me, uh, get to what, uh, to a very dark place. Um, because again, I know I wasn't myself and the end of 2020 came in 2021, we was kind of getting out of the hole and things was opening up a little bit better. Um, and I still wasn't good, but I was like, well, maybe cause we getting out, we going back to somewhat normal or the new normal, whatever you want to call it, that is going to be better. Um, but <laughs> I still wasn't right. I still wasn't good. And then late I inquired about therapy and I reached out to a, ther- a couple of therapists, but it was so busy. They couldn't help me. And I was looking for a particular type of therapist. I was looking for a black therapist. Um, and if that, and hopefully around my age with some similar life experiences. So I'm guessing if I look for that criteria, that it'd be easier for us to relate and be able to talk and we may be going through the same things or they went through it before me. So they'd be able to help. And I reached out to those particular therapists and they were just so busy. Cause again, a lot of people dealing with a lot of stuff because of, of course, 2020 and COVID and whatnot. So I understood that. So I waited, um, in the 2021, I kind of decided like, I'm just not going to be sad anymore. I'm going to try my best to actually 
try and just be positive and get back to what how I used to be. And it was going okay, but it still wasn't right. So that long story ended up getting me to um, where I reached out to a therapist and they actually had time and I started going to therapy. So uh, in the process of going to therapy, I of course told them what was going on, my situation, and they pretty much told me I have a habit of falling on the sword of taking on other people's problems that might not even be my problems but because I care for these people. I love these people. I take on their problems and I internalize it and I don't know how to communicate. I maneuver, I navigate that because I just take it on as my problem and that's not healthy. And I realized I have been doing that since I was a child, like my entire life. Like if something was going on with my family, our friends, and I, I witnessed them being hurt. I, um, I didn't want them to hurt. So what I would do is try to fix it. And a lot of times, a lot of that stuff was out of my control because they probably needed professionals to help them fix certain things. But I tried my best to fix it. Be that ear, be that shoulder, be that person to come through. But I internalized all that. And that actually ended up making me depressed and sad and stressed out. Um, and, and added on to the things that I already had going on. Because of course no one's perfect. But I took on a lot of stuff. And we have been maneuvering through that. Through therapy. Um to get me in a better place of how to judge what I should take on and what I should not take on. And I know that was a long story, a long intro, but I wanted to get everybody up to data where I'm at and to talk more openly about therapy because I think a lot of people just don't. They don't want to talk about it or they act like they don't need it. And um, that is definitely not the case. So... Uh, I mean, I want to ask you, how do you feel about therapy? Well, before I get into that, I just want to say, you know, I, I commend you, brother, for speaking so openly and honestly about, you know, what you got going on. I feel like men, a lot of times we don't, we hold stuff in and that stuff ends up killing us. Yeah. So being able to express and realize that, you know, you had something going on and you weren't yourself i think it's it's, it's a beautiful thing and um you know don't (laughs) don't don't lose that Mm -hmm. you know men you know we we need to be we need to understand what's going on with ourselves and we got to be able to express when something's not right and be able to seek out health i mean seek out help you know Mm -hmm. it's not not a weakness it's actually a sign of strength so i commend you for that you know i mean i'm a proponent of of therapy you know, the last uh, three years specifically, I've had a lot of change, and I'm I'm one who kind of like I don't really do well with change. Yeah, um, change is difficult for me. So I've had I've had a lot of change in the last three years. I went from being a single man and 
chilling, doing my own thing. I got married, bought a house, had a baby, um, you know, changed jobs. So it's, it's been a lot of stuff. And in that, you know, when things are happening quickly, you don't always have time to process it in real time. So when uh, it was the last year, beginning of the year, I caught COVID and dealt with some some health stuff as a result of that. So just to help me process and kind of get through what I was dealing with, I, you know, I got a therapist. So I am definitely a proponent of seeking therapy and getting help. I mean, just like we, you know, get, get a physical, make sure that your body's right. You need a therapist too to, you know, make sure your mental's mental's going well as well. Because I mean, if your mind's not right, nothing else is nothing else is gonna be right with you. So, absolutely, absolutely, that's that's so true. And I and I I learned something major uh, to the point of just make sure you do check ins. Just do check ins. Check ins with yourself. Check in with your spouse. Check in with your friends. Check in with your family. Just do check ins. Period. Yeah. You know. Because if you do check-ins, then you can see where you are and where you're at and things that you can work on. And be patient. Be patient and give yourself grace. I think a lot of times people think that you're going to fix something overnight. And that's not how it goes. It doesn't work that way. You don't, you know, it didn't get to this point overnight. So you're not going to fix it overnight. So I think that's another thing that a lot of people get impatient with, um, with therapy. They get impatient with therapy. They get impatient with, with um, themselves because we live in a world that makes you believe that things are fixed overnight, and that's not true. Yeah, like I think um, <laughs> it's, it's important to have people around you who are going to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, not having a bunch of people that are just going to be, you know pacifying whatever you're doing or what you so for me you know my wife she's my mirror so she sees when i'm off when stuff's not right with me but even if you're not married just making sure that you have people around you that you trust that know you and that are going to speak truth and speak life into you you know and making sure that you're you're okay and you're doing everything that you need to make sure that you're the best version of yourself so yeah, absolutely. And it is it's very important to have a very good network, good circle, good support system, whatever you want to call it, because um, we all dealing with a lot. The world is changing. It seems like to me and the most that um, that the world is a little bit meaner, you know, a little bit colder. Uh, people are more in a rush. People have very short fuses these days. So a lot of times it's, what do you do? Uh, they don't know who to talk to or how to cope. Uh, and, and therapy counseling comes in handy. It's important. It's a very sensitive subject for a lot of people. A lot of people don't even like to talk about it. A lot of people don't even like to admit that they have something going on. They have issues. They have problems. Um, It's a stigma that I think some people associate with weakness. And I don't think that is true. I try to, I try my, I try my best to be a, I won't say a great communicator, but a good communicator. I feel like a lot of times a lot of people can't communicate because they never was able either from how they grew up 
our relationships that they was in, that they can't talk and they don't, and no one ever allowed them that space to be able to talk. So when they get with somebody who can talk, I'll be around people who communicate. It's kind of different. It's strange. They're just like, what, what do, what do you mean? What, What do you mean? How do I feel? Like, how do you feel? Do you like to do this? Do you not like to do? Because, um, I personally feel that everyone should have their voice. They should be expressed their voice and also be ready for people not to agree with your expression. Um, and be okay with that. Cause everybody's not going to agree with how you feel or what you're saying or what you're doing. And you have to be okay with that because that's just how the world works. But I do hope that with you and all my loved ones, my, my partner that I create spaces where you all feel like you can talk because you all know I'm a talker. I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell you what's going on. If I'm not feeling right, I'm going to tell you I'm not feeling right. If I'm feeling great, I want to tell you I'm feeling great, but I want you to know where I stand and where I'm at because of the simple fact of, uh, I, I don't, and maybe I shouldn't think like this, but it's just been ingrained in me. I don't want me to transition to something to happen and you don't know how I feel. That's my thing. I don't want any questions with the people who I love if something happens to me. Like, you know, you know I love you. It's, it's nothing else to it because I told you. I just didn't say, oh, let you figure it out. Like, no, right. I told you. <laughs> you know, like, so you already know where you stand. I think a lot of times um, we we all get so accustomed to just, you know, if someone asks you, how you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That a lot of times you don't even know how you feel because you've never really even asked yourself, am I okay? Yeah. And people don't do those self check-ins just like, am I, am I really okay? Or am I just putting on a brave face? Cause I'm used to being the strong person. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's so important to even just communicate with yourself. Just know what's going on with you. Like, are you are you really okay? Or do I need to seek some outside help? Yeah, that's, that's so true. I think most of, I think that when we get to a point, especially um, black men, black married men, we get to a point of where we just trying to make sure everything else is okay. Because we take pride in everybody else, our wives being okay, our family being okay, the house being okay, whatever being okay. So then we feel like, well, if that's okay, I'm going to be okay. But that's not true. You know, all that can be okay, but you can still be going through something. And it's normal. It's it's perfectly normal that what happens. But we just be like, I want to make sure that everybody else is good because they're good and I'm good. That I, I'd be quick to say that. And that's not true because <laughs> I felt the situations. People was good, not all the time, but it was good. At least that's what they told me. And I wasn't good at all. So that's that's how I it I feel like, you know, a lot of us do that. I don't know. Can you relate? Do you feel like that's something that you go through as well? All the time. Mm. all the time I've gotten so used to you know as as a husband now that it's, it's my it's my job it's my responsibility to make sure my wife is good make sure my son is good 
Mm-hmm. And that's 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 my that's my mission, you know. And in doing that, you can kind of run yourself in the ground. And my wife, she does. She's 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 awesome. She makes sure she's always like making me rest, making mm-hmm. sure that I'm taking care of myself, making sure that I'm eating right, making sure that I'm exercising. Because if you left left up to me, I would just work and make sure they're good and run myself into the ground, you know. So uh, I think as as I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's a guy thing. We just we just used to taking care of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, women do it too. But I just speaking as as, as a guy. You know, I'm used to just just trying to make sure everybody around it, and you don't always take care of yourself in the process. So you gotta make sure you're doing that. Absolutely, I'm I'm terrible at that. I will run myself um, down in the ground, as you know. I be up, I go to sleep at I don't know eleven, twelve. Pop up, go to the gym at four or five. Um, work all day. Uh, work on take school, whatever. I'm grinding all day, and I literally pass out sometimes like i'd be on the couch <laughs> and my wife can contest to this and she'll look over and i'm gone like as soon as i got quiet i got comfortable i'm done so that is not right you should have a sleep regimen i um uh 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 hot like kind of a uh i want to say a hygiene uh sleep hygiene and how you should how you should definitely uh, be like you shouldn't be just passing out and that's I have been like that for a better half of I want to say 20 years where it's just like just go 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 because I thought that I was um was not uh worthy of some situations that I was in I guess I could say that I didn't feel like I'd done enough. Like it was more work that I should have put in um, to be blessed with situations that I, I, I'm currently in, I was in or whatever. And I'd be like, I'd be thinking like, you here, but did you really earn it? Like, did you really, really put in the work? Or you just got lucky? And I used to question it all the time. And then I was like, nah, um, I'm supposed to be here. I supposed to be here. I don't supposed to work myself to the bone um, to prove anything to anyone. Um, sometimes not even yourself. You know, a lot of people say, "Well, I want to prove it to myself." Okay, that's cool, but you don't have to be exhausted every single day to say, "Yo, I put in the work." Like that's not that grind mentality. That grind culture to me is so toxic now. Man, that, that junk is that junk is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the the you know team no sleep and all that stuff. But you don't you don't sleep, you don't rest. You no good to anybody when you're dead. So you know you gotta rest. And uh, back to what you were saying about just you know not feeling like you're worthy of certain things. I know for me, I'm I'm a man of faith, and you know I, my Lord and Savior uh, is involved in everything I do. So I, I I derive my 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 worth from Him. So I just feel like don't ever think that you're not worth worthy or worth enough because you are enough and you're mm-hmm. good enough and you deserve to be where you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't let anybody tell you that, you know, you don't deserve it or don't even tell yourself that you don't deserve it. You, des- you deserve to be there and you earned it and you're going to continue to earn it. So Yeah. Uh, and likewise, I, I really do appreciate those words, man, because, you know, sometimes I think, 
We need to hear that. We need to tell each other that. Um, in a lot of cases, a lot of men, and this is not a general statement, but the men I know, I'll put it that way. The men I know and I be around, they don't hear that all the time. Yeah. They just, you know, we just go, go, we hear it, but we don't hear it all the time. And sometimes for us, it's not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and so when you are doing good things, we want we want the pat on the back. Like we know we supposed to do this, but we do want the pat on the back sometimes because we know outside these doors, you ain't going to get that. <laughs> like you, you not you, you may not even get anyone to even care about your feelings at all. Like I tell people, if you have somebody who actually check in on you and say, Hey, how you doing brother? How you do appreciate them? Because a lot of times, it's a lot of men out here who don't ever, ever hear, thank you, I'm proud of you, good job, um, you good, do you need anything? Like, it's a lot of brothers out here who don't ever hear that. And they never say it to their partner. They never say, they'll open up to you once you start talking and you see and you hear the pain in them because they're like, well, I can be out here doing da 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 da, but I'm here doing this. And then I done heard people say, well, aren't you supposed to do that? That's true. You do. But a thank you and my fault. And, uh, do you need anything goes a long way when you grind it? Cause I always say, even with our people who grew up, looking at a healthy relationship with their parents. Cause of course everything started in the home. Yeah. You, they still didn't teach you how to be a husband and they didn't teach you how to be a wife. And so we all figuring this stuff out. So it's, it's a process, um, to, it's a work in process uh, in progress. Excuse me. Um, because, you still trying to figure it out. Like no one has the freaking answers. I don't care who, no one, because everybody's situation different. So what? No one knows what's really going on in somebody's home. So the thing is, with your if you're married or if you're single, doesn't matter. You have to make sure that you are good. That's where the therapy come in because you can go to therapy, get good. And realize that some situations that you in, jobs, stuff like that, friends, you may not even need to be in once you really get clarity on the situation. So I, I, I think that going back to the component of therapy, that's where it's important to really get someone to to get someone to talk to. Because again, your friends, they don't mean any harm. But they're probably going to be a little biased if they really like you. They're not going to tell you what's really the truth um, in a situation. Unless you unless you my friend, then you know how I do. I'm just going to tell you like it is. But everybody does not do that. Because I feel that's the utmost level of love for me to sit and say, Hey, bro, you was wrong. Like, you was, you was really wrong. Like, you need to... 
take a minute, but you need to go back and apologize. To me, that's real love. To me, just saying, nah, Solomon, man, they was tripping. You good, man. You No, no, no. We, You have to really, if you love someone, you want them to grow. You want them to be, step into their happiness, step into their greatness. Um, if you really love them. That's just how I feel. Uh, you don't want them to be a shell of themselves. You want them to be fully um, who they who they're supposed to be, and that goes back to the husband element as well. Because with your partner, you you want to make sure that you create a, a place where they can grow. And growth is difficult. Growth is scary, but growth is needed because if you don't grow, you die. It's really that simple. So you're going to you're going to change. You're going to change, but it's up to you to again get tools to work with because to make sure that you want to be, uh, if you can be with this person where they're going through their changes, or uh, in the end and really appreciate what they're changing. If they're changing to be a whole nother person, are they just changing a little little pieces of their, their characteristics than who they are? Are you gonna be able to just? Are you gonna be able to be there? So. Again, a lot of these things, I don't think a lot of us grew up with our parents being open and talking about, you know, we just saw maybe, oh, they good for the kids. They good for the grandkids. They handle the household and stuff like that, which is great. But marriage is more than just that. You know, it's deep, deep conversations It's self-evaluation um, of course you're going to do it with your partner, but I think you should start with self first, evaluate yourself Yeah. and, you know, and really having those tough conversations. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, they, they say that they want someone to complete them or to make them whole. And that, <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you go into a relationship looking for somebody to complete you, then you're, it's not, it's not going to work. Nope. You need to be a person yourself, be a whole individual, and then that person comes in being a whole individual, and you guys come together, and you are two fully functional, whole people coming together. You know, you don't look for somebody to complete you. You need to make sure that you're doing the work on yourself, that you're, you know, happy with yourself, that you, you know, you feel good about yourself because it's not it's not fair to a partner, a significant other to you know have to carry that weight of trying to make you whole and make you feel complete like that's not that's not fair and it's not it's not possible you know so you gotta you gotta make sure you're doing the work on yourself making sure that you're good and not look for somebody else for validation in a sense you know absolutely and i also think that um that that whole thing like you say the complete me thing is kind of selfish and I'm going to tell you why I think that is selfish. Most of us can't make ourselves happy. Yeah. How do you expect someone else to make you happy? Yeah. You can't even make yourself happy. You don't know what makes you happy. So how could you say, oh, I'm I'm mad at you. Uh, I don't want to deal with you right now because you're, I'm not happy. Or you're not making me happy. That's to me, that's not your partner's responsibility. Yeah. 
You should be able to be happy by yourself and happy with your partner. And a lot of people not happy by themselves. They actually miserable. If you listen to how they talk, how they talk to themselves, how they talk about others, how they talk about the world as a whole. It comes off like, yo, you not happy, but you're going to throw that responsibility on, on, um, your partner. That's selfish to me. No, you get happy first. So then you can actually translate that to your partner. Oh, well, this make me happy. I like to go outside and stand in the grass with no shoes on. This make me happy. You want to join me? We can do that and talk. But if you don't even know that first step, how do you expect someone to make you happy? And I think that's the most difficult thing for a lot of people because, again, a lot of individuals, they spend their whole life, like including myself, trying to achieve things, thinking that that thing is going to make them happy. So you get there, you get that thing, and it's not what you thought. Um, recently, I graduated 20 years working on this degree. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be, thank you, brother. This is going to be it. I'm going to be super happy. I was not super happy. <laughs> it just was like, yo, I did it. Excuse me. What's next? That that was the thing that 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 I finished my program. Okay, now what's next? I was already looking for what's next about a month before I I graduated. (laughs) Like I was like, what? Then I was like, yo, that same month I ended up getting a certification in um, strength and conditioning and something else that I'd done, and those big achievements. But it felt empty because I realized I keep putting my happiness on that thing. And when that thing doesn't make me happy the way I think I should be happy, then I'm just like, yo, this ain't right. And you do that's a horrible cycle because your happiness never ever within is always somewhere else. Yeah. I and, think a lot trying to fill voids and when you're trying to fill that void you just look for anything to grab onto to try to fill it and then once you get it you realize okay that didn't that didn't work and you go to the next thing you gotta find you gotta find that thing within yourself that sense of purpose that what's gonna fulfill you that's not that's not a material thing that's not a job that's not a i mean it could be it could be but Mm -hmm. you gotta find something that's gonna that's gonna be fulfilling that's gonna sustain you because if you're always just looking you're just gonna keep looking, and you're never gonna find it. So you gotta find that thing that within yourself that's gonna make you feel whole, and uh, don't look for it in other people, other places. Absolutely, and, and I realize that now because um, I'm just I'm just very driven, and I don't need somebody to start my engine. In other words, I start my own engine. Like I'm on. I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, And that was another thing that I knew I was off because when I started gaining weight back, when I kind of slowed down with the, the, the regiment that I had in place of losing the weight and I started just eating whatever and not working out as much, I didn't hold myself accountable. 
it was everything else, everybody else's fault. And I was like, that's not me. Because usually I'm just like, I just need to get it done. Um, and I, I, I have, I have replaced the happiness of being somewhere else. And I'm trying to work this, this right. I want people to really understand what I'm saying. I, I, I I replaced it from being somewhere else and it is within, but I realize now what made me happy and what made me happy is not achieving the thing of saying the thing is what's making me happy. It's the journey to the thing. That's what I realize now. Like, it's not the thing. It's the journey to the thing. Like, I really enjoy the grind because now I'm back to losing the weight again. But this time, really working on my aesthetic, really working on my muscle and not just eating low, low calories and running myself into the ground. So... The journey, this journey is different because I've never done this. I either done one or the other. Got really big or really small. So I say, well, this time I'm going to work on muscle development really and truly. So it's the journey, you know, but that was make me happy. I mean, I like sweating and working out and whatever. I like spending time with my wife. I like ch- kicking it with my bros like yourself, whoever, like, I realize more what makes me happy because I've been so driven outside of saying the thing is going to make me happy. And that's not true because I accomplished a lot of things. A lot of things I accomplished. And it did not make me happy. So um, that's that's what I said. I, I realized like it happiness with, you know, you see that meme or you heard it before. Happiness is an inside job. It truly yeah. is an inside job. Yeah. Like, it truly is inside job. So that's what I've been focusing more on, working with the, my therapist, is what really makes you happy. And nine times out of tens, it's the stuff that when I was at my happiest points, things like starting back over, not as a younger, sometimes childhood, but doing things that I that used to make me happy, and I realized like this is cool. Um, so that's what I'm focused more on doing now, um, and not again not saying the thing. It's just being in the moment, being in the present, and realizing like this is this is it. Um, I'm I'm one of those individuals that once you are, I consider you a friend. And we didn't have some crazy falling out. Well, you totally done me wrong. You will always be a friend. So I have been seeing myself more reaching out to some of my older, uh, 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 my older folks that I used to kind of run with back in the day. And just talking about certain things. Because again, I think communication is key. You have to you have to communicate, and just just getting things. I won't say I had to get anything off my chest, but just talking. Because a lot of times I realize I got very busy, and for a lot of years, <laughs> and people just it wasn't a fallout. We just kind of stopped talking, and nine times out of ten, I know it was because my schedule was so busy. Because either I was training, I was sleep. 
I was uh, spending time with my wife, traveling, whatever it was. And it just kind of felt to the wayside. So yeah. that's that's one thing I'm, I'm refocusing on again by doing doing some of the old things that I used to do that I knew that made me happy, but I was so busy I didn't have time for. But I'm making more time for them now. And I think that's going to be the key for me because, again, this journey is just really starting. I'm only a few months into therapy. But for me, it has helped me already tremendously because I needed some tools. And because of my degree work is in psychology, I kind of had some tools already. I just need to actually utilize them and and know exactly where to utilize them at. So that's that's why my situation has been a little different because uh, I have not saying I'm an expert, but I already have some kind of background in it. So that made it all the better for me. That made it all the better um, to actually do this. Um, but it's been a heck of a journey. And I commend you as well for doing it, being open about it. You and I talk all the time about a lot of things, but um, to see a brother like yourself, good brother, to actually say, yo, this is what I'm doing. I'm in therapy. This is how it's going, yada, yada. And being so open about it really gave me a more positive outlook on it, even though my degree work is in psychology and I'm going to end up being a counselor when it's all said and done. But I still had my own little hesitation um, because even working with the people in school, they didn't look like me. So I was like, oh, you know, not saying that you can't relate, but it's just a little bit easier. You know, it's a little bit easier. And, um, that, that really gave me you and my other boy, uh, my other, my other brother, uh, gave me two other brothers actually gave me a lot of that nudge to be, go ahead and do it. So I appreciate you all again. Like I said, I know first of all, admitting that you go to therapy, it's kind of hip now. Everybody talk about it, but still people still kind of feel, you know, a little, some kind of way, but you know me, I'm never going to sit here and not be open and not tell my truth and not use my voice. And, this is my space, so I'm going to use my space the way I want to. And um, I think everybody should because there's more people I know either in therapy or need to be in therapy because they done had private conversations with me about it and they talked about it. And they just don't know where to start, where to go, what to do. But, again, I, I, I always say, like, um, it's, it's not... It's not bad to be in therapy. It's not bad to uh, to say you need some help. You need to seek some help outside of your circle because it's necessary. So, again, I commend you for what you do and for always being there for me and for your family um, because that's big. And it's a, it's a lot. You know, again, people want to say, oh, I'm going to give you your flowers. And that's cool, but I really think people give people flowers for the clout or something that they've done in a materialistic way. Yeah. You know, so it is like, nah, let's talk about you being a 
stand-up guy, a great husband, a great father, a great friend, a great brother, um, you know, great frat. Like, you, you have to really tell people how you feel because, again, communication is key. And I'm just trying to... Man, I appreciate that, man. Oh yeah, you welcome, man. You welcome. <laughs> hey, hey, you welcome. The truth, man. Because again, like I said, I think a lot of people don't hear that. Uh, they do hear it. They hear it later. They hear it. Um, they hear it when uh, uh, something happened, and somebody like, oh well, you know, he, he was so great, or, uh, you know, it's like, no. Nah. It's like say it now. Say say you have love for that individual now because you don't know you don't know if tomorrow's promise um at all. So and not to live your life just thinking, "Oh, well, just death on the mind, but yeah. it's real. You don't know tomorrow's promise." So go ahead and show show your loved one's love, man. Um I'm just trying to do that more. I'm just trying to Live in love a little bit more. Be more patient. Work on my peace. Um, don't st- don't disturb anybody else's peace, and just keep that rolling. That's that's my only goal, man. But um, I'm not gonna hold it. Dude, this went longer than I thought it was, but good, thought it was gonna go. But I want you to I want you to end it with some positive words uh, or whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to say. Whatever you want to get off your chest. Um, just, I want you to end it cause I done talk most of this time. So just, you know, talk to the people. It's your show, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I just want to say, um, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone should go through life thinking that there's going to be a point where you just have it all figured out. You know, you're going to go through stuff in life. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs and, you know, don't think that, you know, you're in therapy and then you stop going to therapy because, oh, yeah, I got it. I got life figured out. You're going to be good for a while and then stuff happens and you might just need a, you know, a little recharge, a little refresh. And that's that's fine. You know, sometimes you feel like you take two steps forward and take a step back. That's life. Don't beat yourself up about it. That's that's just how it goes. You know, just continue to try to remain positive and uh, keep good people around you and you're going to make it through. Absolutely. That's so true, man. Um, um, I appreciate that word because, again, uh, you don't ever figure this thing out. And I think people just don't, <laughs> they don't, they don't understand it. Like you never figure this thing out. Nah, man. We, we um, all, we all, you know, we all figure it out as we go, man. Like, exactly. I didn't know how to be a husband, you know, yeah. even though, you know, I have, I have a great dad. And he's taught me a lot, but you still don't know how to do something sometimes until you actually do it. So, you know, I'm, I'm a mess up as a husband. I'm a mess up as a father, mm-hmm. mess up as a friend, I mess up as a brother, mm-hmm. you know, mess up as a son. You know, yeah. it, it happens, but you don't, don't, don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. Learn to let and keep going. Absolutely. And that's the thing, too. That's the biggest thing. Don't beat yourself up. I think yeah. a lot of us, including myself, I get down if I don't achieve something that I think I should have achieved already. Um, and I get down and I'll be like, oh, well, this, that, or whatever. And it's like, no, you don't. Take a minute, reflect. See where you can improve or do what you need to do. But just don't bash yourself for the rest of the, the week 
Like it's 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 done. It's 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 no more. There's nothing else you can do. It's done. So, like just 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 try to figure out how to if you're gonna continue to chase whatever that chase or try to get whatever, just try to figure out how to do it. Come at with a different approach, but don't beat yourself up because. That's no good. The most important voice in your life is your own. What you say to yourself. Because you with yourself more than anybody else. And if you constantly beating yourself down, that's who you're going to be. That's who you will become. So you have to be very careful of what you say to yourself. Very careful. So I I just be, you know, I want to kind of end on that. Be nice to yourself. Be patient. Um, take your time. Because it's no telling how long it's going to take for you to heal. Or what healing that you need. You're not on anybody's timetable, baby. So make sure that you do what you need to do. to Make sure that you're good. Take your time. Be patient. It's okay. Be patient. Be patient with yourself. Um, but... Uh, you know, I just want to say, man, thank you very much. And nothing but peace and love and light yes, to sir. you, my brother. I wish you all the best. And um, I would definitely, definitely be um, hollering at you soon, bro. Yes, sir. You know, you know we're going to talk. All right. <laughs> definitely. I'll talk to you, man. Peace. Brother, peace.